0: You're listening to My White Belt, the best jujitsu jitsu podcast in the world. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of My White Belt. I'd like to dedicate that opening to six-year-old Riley, who is listening to My White Belt with his dad. Now, I don't know how much of what we talk about here. I don't know how much of what we talk about here makes a whole lot of sense to Riley, but I know that he loves listening to Uncle Joey do the intro. And my hope is that that guy, that Riley, at six years old, if he's not training jiu-jitsu yet, my hope is that that kid is going to get off the couch and get on the mat, just like his dad. But I got a a little note from, from Riley this week. And he wanted wanted me to know that he's listening. And I'm Riley, I'm glad you're listening. I am glad you are listening. And even just even as a young man, even as a young man, you are part of a global jujitsu tribe. You're part of a jujitsu family. We're glad you're here. And if you're anything like man, we look at kids. We look at kids that are in our kids program at First Colony, and we think to ourselves, when they're when they're adults, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Like when you think about Liam's kids, our our coach, when you think about the fact that his kids have basically been doing jujitsu, I think that I think his oldest son is like nine now, eight or nine, and that kid is like been doing jujitsu movements and jujitsu his entire life. His his dad has been moving him that way and, and now he's now he's killing it. And it's just doing great. So yeah, to anybody if you are listening and you are, you know, if you're a kid, if you're, you know, say under under ten, fifteen years old, I'm I'm psyched that you're listening here. Block your ears when we say the bad words, but I'm glad you're here and hanging out. Even if it doesn't make sense, maybe someday it will. And today is Memorial Day in the United States of America. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're listening from. I don't know what part of the world you are listening. We hit, my white belt is listened to, believe it or not, in over 70 countries, which I find incredible and I hold it as an amazing honor that you are taking the time to to listen and follow and be involved in what's going on over here in this corner of the world and jujitsu is as I said it's a global family I hope that wherever in the world you live I hope that you love your country. I hope that if you live in Australia, I hope you love Australia. If you live in Ireland, I hope you love Ireland. If you live in Brazil, if you live in New Zealand, if you live in Albania, if, if, you, if you are not in the US and you are listening from another country, I hope that you are proud of your, I hope you're proud of your country. I hope that you're proud to live where you live. I am unapologetically and unashamedly happy, proud, excited to be an American, to live in America. I, I talk to people all the time who have moved here from other parts of the world, and they say that there are a lot of people here in the U.S. that don't get it. That for some reason maybe we were born here and we take it for granted, but I do not take my country for granted. And I am I am grateful to be here. So if 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 you've never been to the States, we do a three day weekend, what you what the British might call a bank holiday. So we do a three day weekend. We call it Memorial Day. And it's the day that we reflect on military personnel that have given their lives to to protect our country they've given their lives for our country in service and it also marks the beginning of summer for us so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit strange because for a lot of people who may not stop to reflect, it's just an opportunity to drink too much beer and, and eat too much cookout food, to eat too much barbecue. But um and and listen, don't get me wrong, I definitely love a good cookout. I definitely love a good barbecue. I definitely love celebrating the beginning of summer. But at the at the heart of what today is about, it is about it is about reflecting on the fact that that freedom is not free. Freedom does not come for free. Now, I never put on a uniform and I never fought in a war, and I never did any of those things. My dad was in the Navy for twenty two years. you've You've heard the story if you listen to that episode. But you know, Dad raised us to believe, to believe in our country. He raised us to be patriotic. My dad raised us that if you were walking down the street and you saw a flag that had been tipped over in the soil, that you picked it up, took it out of the soil, you brushed it off, and you put it back in standing correctly so that it wasn't leaning in the dirt. Uh, Dad taught us that. Dad taught us the value of, of where we live and where we were raised, so all I can say is I'm a proud American. I'm grateful for those that have defended our liberty over generations, and I hope that wherever you live, I hope that you love where you live. I hope that you love your country, and I hope that you I hope that you are um, that you are unashamed of your love and appreciation for where you live okay none of that had anything to do with jiu-jitsu except i guess you know if you think about it, i i think i made a, a meme once a long time ago that said something like jiu-jitsu because if there are things that you're willing to fight for you really ought to know how to fight so i guess we could stretch that and say listen um jiu-jitsu is a bunch of things it's a sport right it's a sport. It's a community. It's a great way to get into shape, and it's also a martial art. It's also um, I always I always think about the commercials that we watched when we were little kids for cereal, and it would always say, "Part of your complete breakfast, Jiu Jitsu is part of your complete personal protection program, and that might involve a whole bunch of other things." But we're here to talk about Jiu Jitsu, and I am glad you're listening. So. Maybe we'll do a couple of these maybe we do a couple of these smaller episodes a week for right now. And just, you know, they'll be shorter, more bite-sized, and then obviously we'll be peppering. I think I said last week I've got some ridiculously incredible guests that are lined up to come on. So just working on nailing dates down with a couple of with a couple of people. But for this week, we'll do a little mini episode and Let's begin with a look into the My White Pelt Hotline.
1: Hey, Jim, Thomas, One Stripe White Belt. Been training about six months in North Carolina. Uh, my, My question is about choosing who you roll with. Uh, at my gym, we have some amazing blue and purple belts and my professor, and I've really felt over the past six months, whenever I live roll, I just get so much more out of going with an upper belt. You know, they smash me every time, but they're also incredibly generous and in letting me hit a submission every once in a while and try to retain a position. Um, and when I roll with other white belts, it really just feels like a mad scramble. We're kind of more throwing each other around, and, and honestly, it feels a little more dangerous. I've, I've popped a rib, I've uh, got my neck cranked, and I just feel like I learn so much more when I go with these upper belts, and have become kind of averse to rolling with other white belts, if I'm being honest. I really just love your opinion on this situation and kind of my viewpoint here. Am I being selfish in taking these upper belt rolls away? Um, am I being for like, a little, little bit of a wimp? And not rolling as much with guys just my level and trying to you know use what we've learned on a resisting opponent that maybe doesn't have as much skill um, is this something you experienced when you were coming up but um, really just love your opinion on this perspective and kind of where I'm coming from really appreciate all that you do God bless
0: hey Thomas God bless you and thank you for that call this is a great this is a great question what was i doing when i was coming up well pal i'm still coming up so let's be real clear about that (laughs) i'm still coming up i'm five years in and i and i trained with guys that were at one particular belt for four or five years so so i am still coming up and the question about the question so this is like every like every question that I ever answer for you people is is like, you know, you know, you know at this point if you're listening, that old gym trick can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But and this and this topic is no is no different. At the end of the day, you don't have to roll with anybody you don't want to roll with. Um you can say no. You're an adult you are an adult, you're paying to train jujitsu, jitsu and you don't have to train with anybody you don't want to train with. I think, I mean, maybe somebody give me some pushback on that if, I, if I'm wrong. I think that if you're, I certainly think that if your professor in particular asks you to roll with somebody, I mean, yeah, you can say no, but there might be some etiquette stuff there that might be, it might be weird, but at the end of the day, if we're just going to draw a line in the sand, the bottom line is you don't have to. You are you are a free adult paying to train and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Period. Full stop. All right. So now that we've now that we've sort of stated that and put that out there, let's talk about Let's talk about the spectrum of who we train with, why we train with them, and why we might not train with somebody. And I will be. And I'll be honest with you. I love. I I jump on any opportunity that I have to train with my to train with my professor who hates being called professor. I love training with Liam. Uh, Liam doesn't sugarcoat anything he'll give you all the time that you want on something but he doesn't sugarcoat anything so you know exactly where you stand on a technique um I train you know any any of our any of our people and I'll I will list them and I will and, and I'll leave somebody out and then I will be embarrassed but you know training with you know any of our we have any of our black belts i mean you know jeff g frizz frizz is a four-stripe brown belt who you know there's no he was a black black belt in our minds in terms of his ability the 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 belt might be brown but the techniques are are black so jeff and frizz and liam and phil you know and the, just this, you know, and then you've got Keith who trains with us now and Alex who comes in occasionally and Travis who comes down from me. We've got like this – and then we've got, you know, then we've got the people who are my – well, and then we've got, you know, then we've got our brown belts. In, you, you, I, I'm not going to list everybody in my gym, but the bottom line is when I think about our upper belts, I am – Thrilled and excited. I'm uniquely thrilled and excited any time I get to train with our upper belts. And uh, selfishly, I I love getting that time with them. But I also love roll. I love rolling with. I love rolling with almost everybody at our at our academy. Um, I am not interested. I am not interested in rolling with people who are sub happy who's I am not excited I'm not excited to roll with people who are you know hyper competitive and they're more interested in just you know getting heavy stalling in a position and just grinding out a sub it's fine I know it's a thing um I know it's a thing it's just not my thing but I, I pretty much will roll with anybody but i'm not i'm i'm not psyched about rolling with people that are just maniacs and but you know i think i think in in my in my role at my academy i kind of have to roll with anybody that wants to roll with me and i can't think of anybody that i would say that i would look square in the eye and say i'm not rolling with you <clears throat> i would say this though I would say that for you, Thomas. Here, so so you asked. My experience is, I I see the appeal of rolling with upper belts, but I see, but I think I see rolling with your peers and newer students sort of as a broad spectrum responsibility to your academy. And I also think that you gain. I think that you will gain a ton in rolling with brand new people, especially where I think you said you're one you're six months in one stripe. And so now when you have trial class students come in, getting the opportunity to roll with them is going to be a really important marker for you to see how far you've come in your jujitsu. Because listen, I know, I know that if I'm rolling against, you know, our upper belts, heck, half of our blue a lot of our blue belts if i'm rolling against has are very high plausibility that i'm going to tap cuz they're good and um, you know i say it all the time i'm better I'm, I'm so much better at talking about jiu-jitsu and encouraging people to train jiu-jitsu than i am at actually uh, getting in there and doing jiu-jitsu but i'm getting better every day and i'm giving it my all and i'm trying and and as it relates to everybody listening right now i practice what i preach you know, I think that that's the one thing that I can say. If I ever come onto this podcast or onto the platform, and I say, "Hey, I'm great at jujitsu, and and you should be as great as me," that would be a huge. That would just and and my guys who listen to the podcast, they would be they would roll their eyes and be like, "Dude, what are you even talking about?" So yeah, it's not. I, I've I've tapped to white belts. I've tapped to blue belts. I've tapped to everybody. You know, because I don't and, and I don't measure my success in this by by who you know what am i gonna do go in go crazy lay my 229 pound body on somebody and just like grind them until i get some cheap kimura i mean sure okay but i like the roles where it's an exchange where you're working different stuff and um and then you're turning it up and you're turning it down and you're talking about it. Not that you're stopping in the middle of a roll to turn it into a teaching session, which we do sometimes. But like, you know, I'm talking about actual rolling where you just it's an exchange of ideas and you and you dial it up and you you somebody dominates a position and they see if you've got a way out. Or sometimes I'll get stuck in a position and I'll say to the person who has me there, particularly if they're a much more advanced um training partner i'll say should i be able to get out of this easily i think i asked that question of um we have a, a guy i think i probably asked this of all of our guys at some point in time but i'll be in a position and then i'll just be like i have no clue what to do and i'll kind of mumble should i be able to get out of this easily which often sounds like should i be able to get out of this easily and they'll say what, and I'll repeat myself, and they will go, "Oh no!" They'll go, "Yeah, no, you're you're pretty screwed in that position." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, okay." I don't feel so bad then. I don't feel, I don't feel so bad then. Here's here's, and I and I say this, I say this kind of routinely, but this is so. But this is also a point, Thomas, that I want to make to you, and to anybody who is in a situation where when they go in to train, there's a handful of guys that they really don't want to train with because those people are just, they're just going to go hard. They're just going to come in aggressive and hard and irresponsible and unsafe. And what I mean by that is What I mean by that is going in and just trying to just trying to beat you with what they know. We're trying to beat you with stuff that they don't know. Really, is what I'm saying. It's like just going in and like grabbing a person and like tearing their arm off is not jujitsu. So, so much of this comes down to communication, and I've come to believe everything is jujitsu. Right, the way we talk to people is jiu-jitsu. But with your training partners, to be able to look at somebody as you're going into a role and saying, hey, let's do this. Let's work from close guard. And let's work mount escapes. And let's work this stuff. And let's not just go into this with some blind rage and aggression where we're not actually doing jiu-jitsu. Having... A conversation before you roll with your training partner is my jam. And so, listen, I look at at guys and I'll I'll usually say, hey, what do you want to work on? What are you working on? What do you want to do? And sometimes they'll go, "Uh, I don't really care. What are you working on? And I'll say, I'm working on passing. I'm working on forcing half guard, for example. Uh, Or whatever I happen to be working on during that season. And I'll say, hey, can we work that a little bit? Or they'll just say, no, let's just roll. And I'll be like, cool, let's just roll. Um, So, But it, it ultimately comes down to you being the person at the gym who sets the tone that says, I, Thomas, am a member of this academy, and I'm a guy that communicates with my training partner. I'm a guy that looks at my fellow white belt and says, hey, what do you say we use this role to actually get better at something? Hey, Um, like I, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really as simple as that. And, um, and if they think that you're being a baby, that's fine, whatever. But here's what's real. You going in and saying that you want to be intentional about what you work on means you're probably going to get better at that thing that you're working on. And that person who is just going in and going crazy and tearing limbs off—it's not sustainable, and they're probably it's probably not going to last for them. Or at some point in time, they're going to they're going to change, uh, you know. And we have a couple guys, we have a couple guys at our academy who, particularly in their early days, their first week or two in jujitsu. I had to look at them and have a little conversation. Go, whoa, 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 cowboy. What are you doing? I don't know what that is, but that's not jujitsu. so cut it out. And then taking them off to the side and just having a kind chat with them and just being, hey, that's not how this works. This is how this works. Let's just make sure that we're, you know, try to get, try to work techniques that you've actually learned while we're rolling, you know? So... Yeah, that's a long that's a long-winded answer to a really important question. You don't have to train with anybody that you don't want to train with. I see the appeal of wanting to train with upper belts, but you actually will gain uh, you you will gain tremendously in to quote Joey Diaz, tremendous. Um, you will you will you will grow leaps and bounds by rolling with everybody. And then when it comes to the people you really don't want to train with, maybe try communicating. Maybe rather than just writing them off, you use a little verbal jujitsu where you go in and you say, hey, um, we all got to go to work tomorrow. What do you say? What do you say? We just work on some stuff. Do Do some positional rolling and try to get better at something. I hope that that's helpful to you it's so funny because when i sit here and i think about you know obviously i can't help this question just forces me to think about all of the people that i trained with and i could literally list every single name in my academy and 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 from Literally from, you know, Matt Leiberg, the attorney, Matt Leiberg, who is not an attorney, all the way up to, you know, our our black belts and our purple belts, Matt Ulrich, obviously Matt, the Ashi Kid Dolan drink, um, Smirka. I, I, I don't even, I, I, like, I'm embarrassed now because I've listed so many people from my academy, but I'm just... If, you, if, if I train with you, I love you. If I train with you, I'm grateful to train with you. And, and in the same way, okay, here we go. I'm going to tie this back to the beginning of the episode. I hope that whatever academy you train at, I hope you love your academy. I hope that you are proud to train where you train, and I hope you love your training partners. And Thomas, if there are people at your academy that you don't want to roll with, I challenge you to roll with them but communicate with them. I challenge you to be the person in your academy. And listen, you're only six months in and one stripe white belt. God bless you. You know, you can't teach. You don't get to call the shots yet. You don't get to push people around and say, you know, bald Jim Trick said that I should tell you what to do. But you can definitely become one of the people at your academy who communicates around rolling. You can be one of the people at your academy who makes your academy great and i hope you will and i believe you will thanks everybody for listening to my white belt do all the things origin blah 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 i didn't do any ads today it's memorial day we'll give you a break from from me talking about (laughs) helping me get rich on the internet which is not happening but whatevs i hope that uh i hope that you have a great week Looking forward, we'll probably do another one of these small episodes this week. So until next time, I'm Jim Trick. This is my white belt. Train hard and train smart.